0: you're familiar with the military and you're probably familiar with mediums. Well, on this episode of Survivor Angels, I am going to be visiting with the military medium. Stay tuned and find out more.
1: It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody.
0: Sitting here with me today, we are on the Michigan Paragon, is Dean McMurray, many of you know him as the military medium and not quite sure what we're gonna talk about, so this could be really interesting. So, stick with us on this one. <laughs>
1: Welcome, Dean. Thanks, Jody. So, it's great to
0: be here. Uh, if, for those of you with a point of reference, since, since I'm from the Midwest, um, Dean Hale's from Fargo, North yes. Dakota. North Dakota, <laughs> you, gotta,
1: you gotta put in the North, the Dakota, North- Dakota.
0: Right, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, uh, it, it, he already has a warm place in my heart because of that. <laughs>
1: it's a hop, skip, and a jump from just down the road from you, right? Right, so. yeah, exactly. Well, and actually, I am a Minnesota native, so I was born and raised in northern Minnesota, so a little town called the International Falls. It's so right, that the is. All those places in yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. the yeah, from Great. Yeah, go from one place, the extreme, to the other. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. Dean. Uh, has served in in our services. Um, Twenty four
1: years. Twenty four years in the army. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank you for your service. Thank you. And uh, and
1: thank you for yours. It's, it's
0: what we do right. all to do right. it. So he is also our ordained minister, and then he discovered that he had some other gifts. So why don't you kind of explain to our listeners and viewers how that came about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you share. Uh, did 24 years in service. Uh, almost 15 of those years was active army, and then I came over to the Army National Guard, and that's what brought me to North Dakota, um, was the active guard and reserve program. And uh, so in the last three years before I retired um, is when everything started up for me spiritually, so to speak, and. Uh, and it, it was, you know, kind of part of my story of when my deceased grandmother came to visit me. And, and the way that I described myself back then was I was the very atypical male Jody was the, you know, I, the most woo-woo conversation my wife and I would have is what kind of oils we would diffuse, or she would just, I don't know, put on that Christmas tree stuff that smells nice, or what's that orange <laughs> stuff, right? So, and as far as mediums or things like that I wouldn't go there and because simply my mind couldn't and I always knew there there was something more I was you know and you know I know a lot of people ask well you know how were you raised were you raised in a very spiritual home or or you know and I was very traditional Midwest upbringing you know go to church on Sunday you know uh, Easter all that stuff right um but, you know, when it came to ghosts and talking about spirits and everything paranormal and spiritual, it wasn't discussed. Uh, it was kind of interesting in later years after I came out of the closet, so to speak, the metaphysical closet, as we like to say, is it was kind of interesting of the, um, some of the things that I found out about my family that I wasn't even aware of. Um, yeah, some of their abilities, and I was like, "That's kind of crazy," you know. Um, but yeah, you know, in my life la- as, as I was sharing in my last years of military service, um, right before retiring, is when my deceased grandmother came to visit me, um, and it it was a experience that I, you know, still remember like it was yesterday, and it really sent me on a course of going, "Why me? Why now?" You know, and that was what thirteen years ago, and. Here, my kids at the time were five and you know like one, and I was thinking, Dad is going to retire. He's having a midlife crisis, and oh my God, I can't. I was going to work for the VA. That was my plan. That was the big. That was Dean's big plan was to work for the VA, and I was like, "Uh, I can't afford to have a midlife crisis, and here I was in my early forties. And, you know, I was like, um, you know, trying to figure out what this all meant. Why me? Why now? And so I went on a journey of, you know, trying to figure out what all this meant or what what it was. And so I went to a a local psychic had been coming over to home to, you know, during this process to try to get all the paranormal activity because there was clocks and pictures. It was part of the whole experience of the ambiance of our home at the time. It was quite, it was quite, a, from the frying pan and the fire type deal. Yeah,
0: you got the whole package. Yeah,
1: the whole package. I mean, I got the VIP experience. And so we were having this psychic come over and she didn't do anything for the clocks and pictures flying off the wall, but she did, Jody, like start connecting with my grandfather, who was a World War One veteran um, and I was like, you know, nothing against grandpa, but why the hell is he here? And I was like, you know, where was grandpa after Bosnia? Where was he after Korea? Where was he after? And I'm, you know, in any for me, going through my list of deployments, like, where was he in my life up until now? And she quite honestly said, well, I don't know, but she said, I can answer you that he's here now. And I completely, it was almost like Charlie Brown's teacher after that, because it was like the wah, 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 And because I wasn't listening to her, because I was focused on, like, why is he here? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't listening. And so, you know, it, it really did not for me, quite honestly. But um, it wasn't until later, when my grandmother, his wife, came to visit me, who I was very close with, oh. um, that... Um, that had sent me on that course searching. And I went back to that same psychic and I, she was the only one that I knew in that realm. I didn't travel in those circles at that time. And I you know, and I said, I need to figure out what is going on. And she goes, Dean, you're a medium. And I said, you are full of shit. And she goes, you know what, Dean? I, you're probably right, I'll take that. But she said, honestly, you know, that doesn't take away from the fact that you still are a medium. And I was like, what does that mean? Other than, and I'm internalizing this question, like, you know, and I knew what psychic medium meant, Mm -hmm. but what did it really mean for Dean McMurray? And so, you know, I I tried, I was like, well, she said, read this book. And she recommended John Edwards' book called The Infinite Quest. And I still recommend this to anybody and everybody that's kind of in it because, John very plainly asked people why they want to be a medium and, you know, it just writes in very plain language and, and I, <laughs> I remember reading it and every, you know, like every chapter, why do you want to be a medium? And I quite honestly, I was like, I don't and I slammed it and I threw it across the room and then I picked it up a week later and finally I went back to this psychic and I was like, I read your damn book. I was like, and I was so frustrated because... It asked me over and over again in the book why I wanted to be, and I didn't. And I said, and I expressed my frustration, and she said, well, let's take a moment and figure that out. And I was like, well, good luck. I'm thinking, because my mind was wrapped around, you know, like, I was, I was beating myself up just trying to figure out, like, Damn it, what is the answer? And so she led me through, like, one of my very first, like, meditations, if you will. And it just clicked, and I was like, well, holy shit, that was easy, and and she said, well, what is it? And I was like, well, it's t- to serve others. So I said, that's, it makes sense, that's why I joined the military, right? That's why I'm feel, or led here, mm-hmm. even though it's not my course or the way that I would do things, but I was like, because I've always wanted to be part of something bigger than myself, right?" And uh, so, you know, the aspect of that is, you know, because you can help so many. And so and that's always been my tagline to help others heal one connection at a time. However that is, whether it's, you know, having a conversation or doing a reading or he- whatever that is. And uh, so that's always kind of been my mantra in, you know, going forward. But from there, it was like, okay, well, great. Now I'm a medium. I'm like, oh, and like, so what do I do with that? And I was like, so I had to figure out what being a medium meant for Dean. And and I was like, and I joke, I rem- I still remember this, Jody is, like, I was like, why, or you know, am I going to be given readings in my basement? Or and I think one of my guys was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be given, and then Ubers and then uh, you know, hospice units and wherever you're asked or guided, led, and yeah, you know, who would think that I would be sitting you know, in a convention area speaking with you, you know, like about talking about being a medium or anything like any of this and I wouldn't if you go back that many years and say, Dean, you know, something tells me that in thirteen years you're gonna be at, you know, paranormal and be like your Like, you know. And so quite honestly, and because I was just in that mentality of, you know, I I just couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, it's kind of interesting the evolution of things, the people that you get to meet like such as yourself and other folks, and the doorways and opportunities that you get to experience is, is really humbling and,
0: it, it's very humbling.
1: Oh, absolutely, and sometimes you got to pinch yourself I know I do that it's like, holy shit, I get to do that like man, this is my life now like I could never do that before like. Wow. You know, the freedom. And so
0: have you used any of this as part of your military experience?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think you, you mean drawing back on the right. military? Oh, absolutely. Every You know, I think, you know, it, I don't think once you, at least for me, once I put on the uniform, I don't feel that I can fully take it off. I it's a It's an integral part of who I am. Mm-hmm. It, it made up... Um, The first half of my adult life, right? You know, and you know, after 24 years, you know, it's I I just can't walk away from it. It, It's part of my DNA now, and so and which is fine. I'm I'm totally you know blessed to have that experience, and am I do I use it? And what I absolutely every day like. Whether it's, you know, the discipline or the attention to detail or the planning, you know. Even before the expo, like, I I need my list. I need my checklist. And if I can't find one, then I'll create one. Or, you know, different things that I find myself in, I'm always drawing back to my military experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's so true with so many other aspects in life. We always go back to what we know. right? And so if that's for somebody out there that is a veteran what what are they going to do it's maybe what they experience or what they know from Uh the military days um but when it comes to reading it's is kind of interesting as not saying that other psychics or mediums can't give veterans or whatever like interpretation but sometimes when it gets into it's interesting that it makes me reminds me of a reading and i was doing in the western part of north dakota and there was a big muscly bound dude in the in the gallery and um and it was interesting because the first individual in the spirit to step forward was a guy that had a very thick um like new york accent and us in the midwest i know we butcher it all the time like how you doing you know kind of like the joey from friends right Right. and it's always but it's interesting as he was that stereotypical and I was like, okay, this is gonna be fun. And, but the first thing he was like, he, he wanted to get my attention of being very proud of the fact because of saying, I want you to understand that I'm a Marine, will always be a Marine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I get that. Okay, like right. very proud and I get it. Marine Corps, to me, a little bit different. Like they have a little bit different energy and edge. Mm-hmm. And where, so me having that military background kind of reads different branches a little bit different um and also like and then the first thing that he did is he talked about he was like i want you to know that like during world war ii he was very proud of the fact that while he was in the marine corps that he was one of the flying leathernecks and i was like wow i was like that is and i was like and so i was like well i'm just going to leave with that right and so the big muscly bound dude was like and you know like yo that's my that's my uncle Vinny or whatever you know and and i didn't expect it because here we are in the western part of the midwest and you know this guy with the thickest new york accent and i was like wow that sounds just like the guy that i'm talking to and he was like yeah that's my you know my mm-hmm. uncle you're very you know very proud uh, marine corps veteran and you know goes on and on to validate and so and what is even more mind blowing Jody was I, was I stopped all of a sudden and I turned and looked at him and there was a line of firefighters behind him with their hands in each other's back like pushing him. And I was and almost like out the door. Like, and I was like, what's going on with that? And I was like, okay. And so I described to him, I said, you know, of what's going on. And I said that they're, they tell me that they're protecting a brother okay. and that, you know, they couldn't protect everybody. And I was just telling him everything I see in the and, and he started, this big guy um, started tearing up. And here, and uh, that just tells me I'm just, sometimes I still get goosebumps I'm thinking about it is, yeah. Where he was originally obviously from New York, mm-hmm. and he used to be a firefighter. well, he was a firefighter yes. in nine eleven and lo and behold that his unit right. was and they pushed him out of the building and there right. and but well, one there a bunch of their guys didn't make didn't it. Make it. And they and but it was also symbolic of I was still having his back. Right. And you know, and obviously that's very hard losing anybody, but the, the aspect of you know, when you're when you have that brotherhood or sisterhood mm-hmm. uh, even people in combat or traumatic events like that, you're always even though you're fighting something, whether you're fighting a fire or a building or trying to get people better trapped or maybe engaged in combat or whatever, you you want to know that even though you're focused on the job, doing what you need to do, but you're also focusing on the person who left you And it's still going to tear you up that even if you couldn't do absolutely everything that you could, um, or even if it was completely out of control, that is still going to tear you up because it's right. like, well, maybe I could have done that. And I think that's the human condition. Survivor's but, guilt. Yeah, survivor's guilt, right? Mm-hmm. And But the aspect of um, that brotherhood that crossed the yeah. threshold, uh, the spiritual end of the earth plane, I was like, I just sta- s- sat there and I was like, holy shit. Like, that's a wow. wow. It, it was a wow. And I was just like, wow. And uh, yeah, he continued on like talking now, he's at the time I don't know what he does now, but you talked about, you know, being a mechanic now, he completely wanted to change jobs and and everything on. So but so I guess going back to your question of do I use my absolutely because using my experience, do I know all the brand? No, but I have a more of a baseline. I think any veteran kinda could give you a flavor at least of most branches right and each just like every individual each branch has its own vibration right. everything has its own uniqueness uh-huh. and so it's kind of interesting so but i want to make a very clear dip de- because everybody i was like, do you only read military people or their families and i don't uh-huh. it's because you know the only reason that i go by military medium and actually it was my wife's idea was uh, because it made up such a big part of my life And it was like, you know, peeing back on the military aspect. So, you know, going back that many years, it was like, you know, at first, because I kind of pushed her off, I was like, that's stupid. Nobody's going to want, you know, because I was still in that mindset of, you know, kind of like, oh, that's kind of hokey. Nobody wants to be called a military medium. And then it was like, I'll just go with psychic medium Dean McQuarrie. And that worked for a number of years. And then maybe three years in, I was like, I felt the urge or spirit urge made me be like, you need to rebrand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I sat with it and I was like, you need to go with military medium. And I was like, shh.
0: My and, wife I, was
1: my, and I go, and I was like, you're gonna laugh. And she goes, why? And I was like, and I told her, and she was like, hmm, shoulda listened to me, coulda saved a lot of money from the beginning, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. but." I, it's interesting because of when I kind of came out with that tagline or the, the label, right, mm-hmm. of it's interesting, and even today and in, in, in other days, people connect to the military aspect, whether you're a veteran or not, <laughs> everybody has a family member or knows somebody that was in the military. Right. And so whether, you know, they connect to that, it's, it's, it, it, bring, it establishes a different type of bridge. Right, and it's it's really kind of interesting because it opened up a different dynamic that I couldn't even fathom at the time, mm-hmm. and a lot of other opportunities from not only filming um, potential with TV and networks, but also uh, other things. And so, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because it's it's a little bit different flair to it, right? And I know that there's so many. Other truly, there's other mediums and psychics and yourself, and they have military backgrounds. So there's so many other military mediums out there. But uh, it's kind of interesting that when I get to meet them and, and you know, I'm just even like uh, like today, I think about you know, had a I, I, if probably if I would have changed my enlistment by months, I would have met uh, probably bumped into this guy that I give a reading to today. You know. And, and talking about military background and stuff in the Army, and I'm like, God, we missed each other by, like in our careers, like different duty stations, and so oh, wow. really the military is such a small place, and it's really a, a you know, when I say brotherhood, I'm encompassing all sexes, but mm-hmm. talking about, you know, it really truly is a small place, whether it's you talking about all branches, mm-hmm. and you know, so I just found um, it so fascinating to connect to people walking in, or people, such as yourself. Right. Well, I'm
0: glad was for me. I saw your, your brand. Right. Mil- the military beginning yeah. it's like, military, wait, what? Right. And that that was the cue for me, too. Right, So that is where you're supposed yes. to be. You're supposed
1: well, to be. You're, you're led to where you're supposed to be, right? So right. That, I'm a big firm yes. believer in that. So.
0: Well, I know we both have to get back to our table. Yes, absolutely. So we have people waiting for us. But I have one last question for yes. you. Any angel experience?
1: Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to share one story, one angel story with you. And in my readings, I, you know, I'll call it coming out spiritually, um, I was kind of introduced to archangels and I really resonated with archangels and and everything. And, and so even in my readings, before I get into the mediumship aspect, I always tap into the angels. I work with them daily and everything else. Um, but uh, so my quick big Angel entered story is one Christmas, or well, it was around November, mm-hmm. and we were early Christmas setting up, the kids were little, and uh, we had noticed that there was a lot of spirit activity, more than normal in the home. Okay. And so, and I was still very much in the transition military to civilian time, and I came home from work, and uh, so me and the wife sat down in the evening, I said, who the hell is a spirit in the house? I was like, and she said, well, you're the medium. Shouldn't she be connecting? And I was so, so I got quiet and, you know, and I was like, well, you know, I started connecting to this young man that died by suicide and a very sad story. And I described exactly what he was wearing and my wife started crying. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, and she said, I never told you this story. But she goes, growing up in rural North Dakota, she goes, there was a kid that me and a few friends used to play with, mm-hmm. and he was battling with his own demons at a very young age, and unfortunately took his own life. And she said, I went over to his home when the cops were there and they were taking up the body, and, and I said, oh my God, we've been buried how many years? And he never, and so she was like, I never, I kind of put it out of my mind. You don't think about that stuff. And, um, And she said, well, what does he want? And he's talking about the Christmas tree. And and so to kind of give everybody a picture of what I'm talking about is we have a four level split home. And there's kind of a banister that goes up to the bedroom area from the living room. And there's kind of like a little nook that we put the Christmas tree. And to get around to the back, either you got to go up the stairs to look at it, or you got to wedge yourself in between the banister, right? And to get back there, and he goes, and he was standing behind the Christmas tree, pointing at the back of it, going, I really like your angel. And I was like, now, I, I don't know about you, Jody, but, you know, most of the ornaments, I remember where we get them from. So it's like, oh, we picked that up when... Uh, or daughter turn one, we get it from mom, or you know, you get those little trinkets that you hang, or this contraption was made by the kids in kindergarten, you know, you put them all those fun memories. And so he kept on talking about this angel, and I was like, angel ornament? And so I get back behind the, and I'm looking, and I pull it off the tree, and I'm looking at it. Here it was a, probably a four to six inch clear, plastic angel playing a harp, it was nothing. In fact, on the bottom it said, made in China. And it was just a run of the eye, of course it did. And I hold it up, and my wife's sitting on the couch, and I said, when did we get this? And she was like, I have never seen that. And I was like, holy shit, is this an apport, you know, like a manifestation of a physical object? And I was like, and I just, you know, covered in goosebumps, and I was like, And I just held it and I was like, I said, this isn't ours. Like, I was confused, like, it's on our tree, but it's not ours. And she was like, well, whose is it? And I'm not gonna use her real names, but I always use the name of the Shakers. And so they live an hour north of us. And the husband and wife lost a child, um, yeah, after giving birth And, and so, you know, and of course, obviously very difficult, mm-hmm. as it would be for anybody. And every year the hospital does a memorial for children that are lost, whatever. Okay. And so they went on to have two very healthy, happy children. And of course, kids got older, they had um, school programs for, right. for uh, the holidays. And um, so they couldn't go to that memorial Um, because of the school holiday play and long story short we had I was supposed to mail out this uh, ornament to them because that's where it was supposed to go and I procrastinated not that I've ever done that before I, I always say divine you know divine timing that's why I was telling my wife it's divine timing and, uh, but so I hurried up, brought it down after, sat around for about a week, I got out the mail. And they came home that night, just wholly bummed out that they couldn't go to that memorial service. Mm-hmm. What was waiting for them at, when they got home, was that angel on night. And, you know, talking about the timing and, you know, a few days later, my wife got an email from her and saying you know angels among us and she okay. said we knew exactly who they were from because all she did was from a friend okay because she was like what the hell am i supposed to do? the deaf person showed up and yeah and it was interesting that you know how spirit worked through us and that's why i always say we're all vessels yes. it, it depends how we're you know you know what you're being asked or called to do. So whether it's just a kind of gesture or a smile or, that's why I always ask people like, well, how are you being called today? What, what are you being called to do today? Right. And every one of us is being called. So, but it was interesting that just how a positive impact and I'm like, I looked at my, I holy shit, they make Hallmark movies out of the experiences <laughs> like this. And I was like, whoa, I was like, that is so cool. And I was like, that's why we do and that, And when I looked at it, I was like, that's why I do it. I was like, all the other stuff is residual. That. That's is, it. Is, that's it. And it's kind of like, I call them God-winks. Yes. And it's kind of like, you know, the universe, God, Spirit, Gus is winking and going, see? And you see those little miracle moments and go, you know, a positive impact. But I needed your help. Because we needed something physical, but to, you know, that they're not alone. And I think that's just a, but yeah, so the angels is working in that aspect as well. And so that's my angel story. I love it. So Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Jody. Yes. Yeah. Once again. I'm so glad you could be on. Oh, it's great getting to know you and, and, and being here sharing space with you.
0: I have a feeling the we'll talk
1: more Oh, more. we will.
0: Yes. So, and there you go, everybody. Activate your angels.
1: Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook at Survivor Angels-Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.